You're listening to the Beside the Badge podcast with your host, Paul Bunker, veteran chaplain and friend to law enforcement. Welcome back to yet another episode of Beside the Badge. I am your host, Chaplain Paul Buckner from the American Midwest. And uh, in this episode, we're going to talk about uh, the power of accountability. So uh, this is something that I'm big on. Before we get too far into this, uh, there's actually a picture behind me up here on the wall. Uh, if you're if you're unfortunate enough to be looking at my ugly mug this morning, uh, I'm recording this early in the morning. Uh, we've got a log cabin and, uh, I actually have a sibling that took that picture of my ancestral home and, uh, that's property is currently still owned by my, by my mother. And, uh, that's the little place I grew up in. It was a 24 foot square log cabin. So, uh, she got an amazing picture of it in the snow and I had to have that turn into a picture. So I did something a little different with that one. I actually had it made out of metal <clears throat> and ordered it in. So there's some glare on it, but yeah, I grew up in a, in a cabin with uh, four siblings and my folks, and it was about the size of a two-car garage. So uh, I, one of these days we'll talk about where we come from and we'll talk about where we're going and the fact that we should be unstoppable. So uh, let's get down to business, talking about the power of accountability. Um, when we are in a situation and uh, let's say that you're working for a department <clears throat> you're trying to quit smoking, you're trying to, um, you're trying to stay on course with something you're doing, you're changing your diet. Sometimes you will find somebody that will, that will be there for you and be your battle buddy. Uh, sometimes not. Um, I know a guy that he actually quit a department years ago because he was working for a sheriff's department and he said that he was the new guy and everybody at the department was actively having affairs on their spouses and, um, there were, uh, they were having affairs with each other's spouses and it was just a mess. And he said, I looked around and went, this is not for me. If this is law enforcement, this is not for me. And uh, unfortunately that can be a reality. The health and the culture of a department really is a top down thing. What is the department going to put up with? What is the, what is the administration going to put up with? And if you work in an, in a unhealthy environment like that, I apologize. All too often, people develop very negative coping mechanisms for things, and that's that's a huge issue. But accountability, um, having somebody, a battle buddy, somebody that you can be um, accountable to and they can be accountable to you, um, that across the board is a powerful thing. And I've seen even recently where somebody was really going through a life crisis and a couple of his buddies showed up and sat with him at one of the worst moments of his life. And, um, I went and was there with him and we've had sustained contact. I'm his chaplain. He is family to me. And that, that accountability is powerful because we can, we can go through some dark things. Um, people who, people who protect others, uh, see the dark side of humanity and that can, that can leak over and stain us and, uh, and can even permeate our souls. If we're not careful, can really be damaging to us and having, Having somebody that will let you vent and let off steam and that pressure, but also go, dude, that's, you know, nothing bad's going to happen here or, or I'm not going to let you hurt yourself or, um, don't quit your job over this one thing, you know, find a better, find a better job or whatever. Just, you know, don't, don't blow the bridge up you're on right now. And that is an incredibly powerful thing when you are accountable to somebody else. And first off, they have to know that you love them and you have to know that, that they love you. 
I've talked about this before, probably even in this podcast. I, I've talked about it hundreds of times. But uh, my late pastor and friend that taught me so much about life, he said, you know, people are going to remember where you were and how you conducted yourself during the best of times and the worst of times. Some of the most powerful life advice I've ever had. You know, were, were you there for the move? Were you there when the baby was born? Were you there uh, for the wedding? Were you there for the funeral? And what did you do and how did you conduct yourself? And people associate um, those moments. Um, they're very powerful. They associate those moments with you. And so the stuff in the middle just gets forgotten. So, you know, you were there, but, but especially in law enforcement, were you there? Um, we recently had a, a wreck in my area. And uh, as God would have it in the middle of the day, when I don't normally get to ride, I was actually able to ride with this department. And um, we heard over the radio that uh, an officer had uh, been involved in a, in a bad wreck and we go flying. And, you know, for any of its misgivings, those are the moments that Blue Family shines. And we come, we come rolling up and I actually sat with this officer um, who had a concussion and was really deeply honored about three weeks later, I was delivering some equipment to her department and she thanked me and she's like, look, when I kind of came out of it, I remember you sitting there with me and talking to me. And that meant the world to me. Uh, and that's, that's me saying that that meant the world to me. And uh, so, you know, where were you? Were you there during the best of times and the worst of times? And and I pray that God puts me where he wants me. And he does. He puts me places. I don't know how many times I have been driving by just happenstance, which I know is not happenstance, where God has put me where he wants me during that really critical moment. And I was able to be there for that officer. Pray that God puts you where he wants you in those moments. And because it matters and people, it will, it will forever be the lens of how they look through, look through the, look at you is if, you know, there's that people talk about looking at the world through rose colored glasses. Well, sometimes we look at the world through poop colored glasses and, and that can be very jading for people anyway, but how they look at us and how we look at them is oftentimes colored by what did they do when it mattered. I remember somebody talking about the fact that his partner, he was fighting for his life and his partner was dancing around the outside of the fight and wouldn't commit. And he wanted a different partner. Um, during one of this man's worst moments of his life, his partner would not step up. That's that's powerful. And that's, and it was terrifying for him. And he lost his trust and his faith in his partner that his partner would have his back. Um, that's a big deal. Or, I mean, it's just, it's, it's going to forever color how they look at that person. Um, when somebody doesn't step up and do the job that is the calling that they have chosen, people remember, and it will forever color how they look at that person. And it's, it's an unfortunate situation. Sometimes I've seen people, um, misunderstand a situation and, and misread a situation. That's just the human condition. But, you know, were you there when your buddy needed to move? And, and too often in the law enforcement world, the coping mechanisms are negative. So people will give you the best advice that they have, but it's not going to help. Um, somebody that I know that, that I'm very close to recently, um, and, and life is just a mess. We're, we're messy, sticky people. And we have, uh, you know, <laughs> You know, life is just, you know, gosh, it's just a mess. So anyway, I was, I was talking to this guy and I said, you need to be careful right now because you're going to have friends that are going to offer you life advice and they're going to give it with the best of intentions, 
most of them, and they're going to mean it, but they're not necessarily going to be right. And I said, I remember, I remember people going, well, your wife left you. And many, many years ago, for those that don't know, my first wife left. And I've now been married to a beautiful, very mature woman for over 17 years. And I'm going to keep her. But uh, as my grandfather used to say, if she ever leaves me, I'm going with her. <laughs> and so that's pretty much how I'm rolling. But uh, when it happened, the first one left. I I had people that their, their life advice was terrible. Basically, I would have ended up with an STD and probably three extra kids. And, you know, go get, go get drunk and go to the strip club and, and we'll just go get laid. That's going to make all the difference in the world. Well, it's actually in the end, it's just going to be more heartache. I want, I want a relationship, body, mind, and soul. I want, I want the, the heart to heart conversations all the way over to the sex. I want it all forever. I don't want this miss right now stuff. And I've seen guys that have gone out and made that mistake when their heart was hurting and broken. And then later, you know, they've, they've got all kinds of heartache that comes with it. And we can make decisions. And those of you who are law enforcement listening to this, you see it all the time. People end up a one night stand turns into being somebody's baby daddy or baby mama. And you're stuck to, to that person forever because you made a Budweiser decision. And so that's what the next part of it that I'm going to talk about, which is be careful who you go to for advice or at least sit with when you're having those terrible moments. So let's take a quick sponsor break and we'll come back and talk about that. So I am blessed to have three uh, sponsors for my podcast and I absolutely love it. I know all three of my sponsors personally and they're amazing people. So I am blessed to have a gentle response, John Lee O'Reilly out of the Michigan area. And he teaches absolutely top shelf um, de-escalation and especially in today's world when people feel entitled to come up and get in a cop's face and scream point blank in a cop's face that never would have been that bold before to be that disrespectful of the office of, of a police officer now's the time to have really top shelf on par um, uh, de-escalation skills. Secondly, I uh, got your sex coffee. My buddy, Eric Hadley, I'm actually going to be spending uh, the day with him in a couple of days. I do social media and video is how I pay the bills so I can go out and do the chaplain thing. And we're going to go shoot some B-roll footage and get some great pictures for his company. And uh, I'm going to get to catch up on where, where he's at and how they're, how they're growing and who they're helping. So got your six coffee. There's purpose in every cup. It's a fact. Check it out. Uh, thirdly, um, so Matt Combs with Shield Force International for yeah, just incredible training. And every time I visit with this guy, I learn something. And that's one of the things I find with mentors is, uh, and we're going to come back around to that in just a second, but it really blesses me when I, well, I have three really amazing instructors that I train with and he's one of them. And uh, that's why I can say, if you can see this shirt here, it says world's okay, a shooter. So pulling back there where you can see the shirt, world's okay, a shooter. Well, it's kind of a joke. And I like to wear it when I go to shoot, shooting competitions. And I've had buddies walk up and point at my shirt and go, that's a lie. <laughs> They're like, you're not just okay. But um, Matt Combs with Shield Force International. Every time I talk to this guy, I learn something. And very squared away cop and teaches some incredible stuff. I literally have departments in my area that they all seek him out uh, because they want to train with him because they want that. Whether it's, uh, he teaches uh, like surviving the ambush, which is huge right now. And uh, all kinds of things across the board, hand-to-hand -hand in firearms training, uh, check him out, Shield Force International. So coming back over to who, who you let yourself hang out with when you're having these really terrible moments. Um, 
you know, if you're having a really terrible life moment and you go and hang out with somebody that their their best advice, because that's all they've got to offer you, is something that's destructive, be careful. So if this person, uh, my pastor used to say, stupid people go to other stupid people for advice. And he meant it, you know, tongue in cheek, but it's true, is when we when we get ready to go do something that's not smart, we tend to go to people that we know would support us. And we've got those friends that are like, yeah, yeah, kill them. Yeah, kill them. Or we got those friends that are like, well, you know, that happens. And it's just hard to know what another person's thinking. And too many times in life, it's easy for us to internalize things and take stuff personally that really is not maybe even meant against us. I mean, another person is dealing with stuff that has nothing to do with us. And we tend to take things way too personally. So who, who you go to when you're hurting is important. And uh, you don't want to make Budweiser decisions. And I, I literally know of a guy that uh, he and his wife separated and he ended up getting a chick pregnant based on a one night stand and he and his wife got back together and he's now paying child support because of a one night stand and he's got an amazing kid uh this is several years in his rearview mirror but now he and his wife are together and do you think that that his wife and he don't think about that every time that kid comes around or every time they have to deal with the with the baby mama Ooh, that was a budweiser decision and you need friends that will go uh no you need friends that will go, dude, I love you. You're going to regret this. This is a bad idea. And if you listen or not, that's on you. But you need those friends that are willing to say, uh, love you, bro. Love you, sis. That ain't going to happen. You need a battle buddy. And for, for your worst moments when things are dark and you don't see a way out, and maybe you're even thinking about ending it all, you need a battle buddy that's got your back. And it's like, no way. And, you know, you need somebody that's, people talk about a suicide pact or, you know, no, you need somebody that you have a life packed with. You're like, we're going to do life and we're going to do it together. Like, we're going to figure this stuff out. The other day when I went to visit with this young officer, he had two buddies that were there that were letting him vent and letting him talk and letting him get things off his chest. But they were giving him solid life, marriage, career advice. Boom. That's what we need. We need people that will do life with us. And that's also part of my next part of this point, which is, be careful who you let mentor you. I was riding with an officer recently, squared away guy, great guy. And we were just kind of doing like a bro date. We were out and I love to do street photography. And I was like, and he was just wanting to talk about some stuff and working through some life things that we all have got to, we've all got to figure out our soup, you know, and, and get it strained, you know, figure out, you know, what do we need to keep? What do we need to get rid of? And he was trying to figure some stuff out. So I said, well, I'll tell you what, let's, let's, get away from your town and your situation. Let's go over to this other town and let's go walk around. I love to do street photography and I love to do street photography at night. I said, you can be my bodyguard. And uh, he laughed because I'm pretty much my own bodyguard, but it is nice to have somebody uh, who has your back when you're walking around with expensive camera equipment and, uh, and you've got to look through a lens from time to time to take a photo. So I definitely enjoyed having him on my hip and, uh, he's definitely a, a battle buddy. So we're driving down the road and somebody called and they were asking him what he was doing. And he's like, I'm with my mentor that about gets you choked up. And I do my best not only to live life in such a way that people would go, yeah, I think I want some of that, but I want to be that guy that people will call for advice. And you want to be that person that people call for advice, guy or gal. Um, and this goes way past the badge. This goes way past law enforcement. You want to be that person that other people would go, hey, I want I want to hang out with that person. They're really smart. And I, I had a guy recently that he told me, he's like, I, I called about eight people for advice and you were the only one that gave me good advice. I think I need 
I think I need to hang out with better people. Um, I talked to another guy recently that was like, you know, I've come to realize that the advice you give is really good. And I, of course I'm twice his age. And, and I, I said, well, I, I've learned that by making mistakes. And I said, I've also, I've also avoided mistakes by listening to people that invested in me and said, Hey, I don't know if you're able to listen to me or not. I don't know if you can, if, if you're willing to listen to me or not, but you probably shouldn't do that. And I haven't always liked it in the moment, but I needed it. And that was a conversation a young man and I had the other day. He's like, sometimes I hate it when, when you're right, but he's like, but you're right because there's a better way to do life. And in the end, when we forgive and let things go, it, it doesn't mean that we have to implicitly trust that person that ran us over to further their career. We can be careful. You know, we can, we can not walk in the street when they're driving proverbially, but um, but we can forgive them and not hold that grudge because it's us that's the prisoner, not them. And so just having those moments like that where you've got a battle buddy and if they can be, they can either be a peer that's halfway got some sense or they can be somebody that's ahead of us on the journey. And I talked to a young guy the other day, dad gum, he's a first year cop. He's an old soul and he's, he's got a lot of wisdom for his age. It blows my mind. He's young enough to be my son. And we were talking about a situation, we were praying about it on the phone, and and I'm not going to pretend that I'm adequate to these situations. And so I said, man, let's pray about this. There are so many times that I don't have the words. There's so many times I don't know what to say or to do. And I'm like, Lord, this is above my pay grade. I'd like to phone a friend, you know, help me out here. And then an idea will come to mind. A story will come to mind. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's that's powerful. And I'll share it. And it seems to resonate. Well, as a firm believer that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior, and as a firm believer that God created this earth and everything in it, as a firm believer that God's got a plan for my life, I know there is a God and I know I am not he. And that is that is where I try to live. Um, and there's an old song, Phillips, Craig, and Dean, I think, or for him, uh, you are God in heaven and here am I on earth, so let my words be few. I struggle with that one. I talk too much, but I try to let God lead. And that's where I'm going to land this plane. You need to go to people that are going to be able to give you life advice or at least help you not make really, really bad mistakes. And I've had people tell me, yeah, I don't like to call you when I want to do something stupid because I know you'll talk me out of it. Well, and uh, I think it was Winston Churchill that said everything done in anger will end in shame or something to that effect. I should have looked that quote up, but I just thought of it right now. Man, that's powerful. Everything done in anger will end in shame. Mm. Man, that's powerful. So to land the plane, uh, make sure that you have people that you can lean on that are there that are going to do life with you. And they're not going to be like, dude, let's go get our guns and go kill them. No, not cool. Or, or let's go, let's go do this really stupid thing. Let's go paint the town red and end up with extra kids. You know, let's, you know, be, be there to do life together. And sometimes that means jumping on your motorcycles and doing a road trip. And, uh, I got one more thought on this, and that is um, sometimes you need you need to be able to get out of your head and get away from things. And I've learned this the hard way, and I'll share this with you. Maybe this will resonate with you and be something that that will help you. When when you are rehashing stuff over and over and over again and not letting it go, you need a buddy that you can say, "Okay, listen, uh, dude, when we go out today and we go." 
miniature golfing, when we go axe throwing, when we go motorcycle riding, when we go hiking, whatever, off-roading, whatever it is we're going to do, we're not going to talk about my mortgage or what just happened at the department. We're not going to talk about the fact that, that my wife left me. We're not going to talk about the fact that that guy that I had dead to rights, that the courts let him go. We're not going to talk about that. So every time I bring it up, make me do 10 push-ups. And I tell you right now, if I bring it up, I'll do 10 push-ups. That is powerful because it helps you get away from it. And, and I, I was talking to a young man recently and, and he was really in a state and he, he had some reasons to be there. And as we were having this conversation, I said, you know, you need to get a buddy that will be like, dude, we need to stop talking about this because you're stuck in a loop and you're just rehashing and rehashing and rehashing the situation. And uh, when a computer breaks and goes into a boot loop, that's what that's where he was at. And I've been there where, where you call a friend and talk about it and call a friend and talk about it and call a friend and talk about it. And you're not eating and you're not sleeping. That's not healthy. It's it's it can shorten your life. And and then unfortunately, and I had this conversation with a young couple recently, I said, when we talk bad about each other to other people, it's like getting in a, a manure spreader. And so um, that is a, a truck with a giant tank on the back of it. And it's got a spray rig on the back of it that shoots manure that's used to spray manure onto, onto pastures and, and fields for crops and, and livestock so that it grows really rich. Uh, it enriches the soil and grows crops or good grass, good hay. And I said, you guys have been in a situation where there's been some driving around and it's been mutual and there's been some, some hoop spraying going on and it's, it's all over the streets and it's on people and it's on the walls and how we talk in those situations when we're hurting and we go into that boot loop and we don't let ourselves get out of it, that ends up being something. And I've done this. I've learned it the hard way. You got to get away from it. You got to stop. You got to quit talking about it and talk about other things. And that's where your battle buddy, your account, your accountability partner can help you in a moment like that. And then if you've done some manure spreading, you've got to be willing to go back in that situation and say, listen, I was, I was out of place or I meant it at the time, but you know what? Um, I'm sorry that I said that to you. And scripture talks about in the book of Proverbs that a, that a gossip separates close friends. When we do that and we talk about somebody, even if they deserve it, gossip, gossip isn't necessarily, oh, well, we're lying about somebody or they don't deserve what we're saying. But when we go and do those things and we, we talk about those things, we color the way that all those people think about that person. And that's unfortunate. Um, and a narcissist is known for, this is a terrible truth, but it's a truth. So I'm going to lay some truth on you. A narcissist, if they can't control you, they will control people's opinion of you. I don't think any, any one of us want to be labeled a, nar a narcissist. We definitely don't want to be narcissistic. And everybody hates that. And unfortunately, I've been that guy. In, in my younger years, I have been mad at somebody, been hurt over something, and I've, I've made phone calls. And, you know, when you call your family and you talk about your spouse, when you call other departments and talk about somebody in your department, you completely change or, or at least darken their thoughts about this other person. You got to be careful. And then we end up regretting it later and we'll go off half cocked. I've gotten texts from people that were angry at this person over here and I'm trying to help them reconcile. And this is, this is, I think my final thought, I've gone longer than I meant to. I was intending to do a shorter episode, but anyway, um, so I was talking to somebody and they were mad. This person was mad at this person over here. And I said, yeah, they texted me. What did they say? I said, dude, your house is on fire. I'm not going to bring another half gallon of gasoline to your house fire and throw it on it. And he starts laughing. I was like, I'm sure it's nothing they haven't said to you. And 
that's reality is, hey, let's not make this worse. I've seen people like screenshot the messages that were sent to them and send it to somebody else. And all you're doing is making it worse. If they know about it, quit, quit doing that. And I've seen people that, that enjoy it. I get messages from people that are like, do you know that guy was talking about you? I don't care. You know what? I don't care because you know what? I'm going to do the best that I can with what God's given me. And I'm going to take my adult brain and I'm going to serve God to the best of my ability. So if that guy doesn't like it, or if, you know, if that guy is talking bad about me behind my back, I don't care. Um, if a hundred people know me and they know me by my reputation, 99 of them know that I'm a pretty decent guy. And uh, I'm, I'm definitely not perfect, but I'm a pretty decent guy. And that's the way I try to live. You know, if, if that person's going to talk bad about me, you know, near, near, I don't care. Blah, 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 do your thing. And that's another healthy place to live is to realize, you know what? I'm doing the best I know how to do. You know, scripture says, in so much as you're able to live at peace with men. And we are poop spreading. We're not helping anything. And then we tarnish our own reputation by doing it. So let's pray this episode out. Hopefully, there were some gold nuggets in there for you about accountability and being there for people when it matters, being there to give good advice and not being that person that just rubber stamps, not being a yes man that just rubber stamps our, our friends, dumb decisions. Uh, and don't add to it. Don't add to it in the mix when somebody's mad at their spouse. And I guess I do have one more piece of advice. When somebody's angry at their spouse or their coworker, don't necessarily jump in and jump on that bandwagon. Um, my mom taught me something really powerful years ago. And that was, uh, one of her girlfriends called her and was really mad at her husband. And she's like, you know, my husband's a no good, low down, dirty, whatever. And it just kept going. And my mom listened and listened. And this lady kept inviting her to talk bad about her husband. And my mom would not, would not talk bad about her friend's husband. And, um, she's like, you know, that's between you guys. And, you know, if you guys get back together, we're not ever getting back together. Well, a few days go by, the lady calls my mom. She's like, thank you so much for being so supportive. You know, he came back and he was so sweet and he got me flowers and, and he explained and where he was at and he, he was sorry. And, you know, and I've had to unfriend and back then you, there was no social media. So there was no unfriend. I've had to, I've had to stop being friends with, you know, four or six of my friends because all they did was talk bad about my husband. Yeah, you invited him to. But when you won't do that, and you take that high road, and you're there and you're like, look, I support you. Um, whatever decision you make, I'm there for you. Here's some of the pros and cons of what you're talking about doing. You know, I, I was talking to a couple recently that was having some problems. And I said, listen, guys, you can cry a whole lot in the short haul, and you, you guys can get some of your problems fixed. Or you can cry a thousand times over the next decade to 20 years as all these bad things happen because you've called it quits and you've got kids and these things are going to happen and it's messy and there's, you know, there's like an explosion. There's chunks of you over here and chunks of you over there. It's going to be a mess. And, and if you think this is bad right now, it's going to be a hundred times worse promise. I promise you it's going to be a hundred times worse. Be that person that, that is there to lovingly be there for your friend and be like, look, I support you either way. Um, you know, here's some thoughts and here's some advice and I'm here for you. And sometimes you just listen. So 
on that note, let's pray this thing out. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord God, I thank you for moments like this where you take my addled brain and hopefully there's a gold nugget or two that comes through. Thank you for the ministry you have given me, Lord God. I ask that you be with every officer that hears this, with their families, Lord God. Guide them, bless them, protect them, bend the bullets around them, cause the bad guy to trip and literally trip up and stumble and fall if they should come against these officers. And um, I just, I thank you for the opportunity. I ask that you would have this podcast reach the ears you want it to reach, that you would grow it as you would have it to grow. And I uh, give you the honor and the glory for it in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Guys, let's do this again. Thank you for listening to the Beside the Badge podcast. Stay safe out there and be sure to subscribe and share this podcast.